The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to VoiceAmerica.com and the Patricia Raskin Show. And I'm so excited to be here. We're in our 14th year, and that's pretty exciting in itself. My guest for the whole hour is Gabriel Doucette. We are talking today about surviving suicide loss and surviving loss in general. Gabriel Doucette is a registered nurse and a mother who lost her son to suicide. She decided to take a heartbreaking outcome and turn it into a positive healing process. Gabriel has done this by dedicating her time to write a book, Let Go and Let Love, Survivors of Suicide Loss Healing Handbook, and help those who've lost a loved one to suicide, as well as any loss that you're experiencing. Gabriel will explain uh, seven specific tools that can help you establish a healthy and peaceful environment, and also 10 things that will help you if you are a survivor of loss, suicide loss, and loss in general. Welcome, Gabriel. Oh, hello, Patricia. It's so nice to see you again. Yeah, it really is, and and I've interviewed Gabriel before on other radio programs that I do, and um, you're really in for for not just a treat, but some practical steps, and I think what's most impressive and heartwarming is you've been through this, so you're not just sharing steps, you're sharing steps that you have practiced, and still practice. That's correct. Without those steps, I don't don't believe that my journey through um, healing would have been in a point where I am where I am now, which is I'm, I'm good with this and I am able to conduct my life in a very healthy, loving, hmm. joyful way again. That's amazing. I mean, it's because been five can, years. Right, but there are people that hold on to this for 20 years. I'm sure you've yes. talked to them. I have talked to them. And, and I think that was part of my inspiration is when I decided that writing a book um, about loss, this kind of a tragic loss. First of all, we're a group that is often f- forgotten. I would say that when someone takes their own life, there's a lot that's done around that loss, and either legally or you know investigatively, all of those things take place. But then after that, what you have left are entire families that are never going to be the same. So. What ended up happening was I had myself in that unwanted place, that club nobody wants to be in. And I said, this is, this is a hard journey. And for those of us who don't have any specific guidance and we're kind of left out here hanging, first of all, the percentage of the survivors of suicide loss that are out there are much bigger 
than you can imagine. Mm. So uh, we probably don't even know statistically how many because not everybody talks about it. That is one of the, the you know the the characteristics of suicide loss is that we don't have really accurate statistics. Um, not to bore you with a lot of statistics, but we have approximately 40,000 uh, suicides that are accomplished a year in America. Mm. And mm. around each one of those victims are 8 to 10 mm. people that are, are affected. never going to be the same. Whoa. So those mm. are the, those statistics. The 40,000 is the most accurate we have. What we don't have are all the ones that... Are, so it's eight times forty. It's eight times yeah, forty. Three hundred and twenty thousand. It's almost well. It's not a half a million people, but you're rising up there. You are. Do you think, um, Gabriel, that suicide is more prevalent today than it might have been ten or twenty years ago? It is more prevalent. Um, what we do know about those numbers that they are growing. There was uh, there was a point in the nineties when they they kind of leveled off a bit, but now they're increasing again. And in America today, um, the 10th highest reason for death is suicide. The 10th the highest? 10th, the 10th, the 10th um, of the 10 things um, that are listed wow. for death. That's very high. It is, it is that. And in some cases, in some states, it's around the 5th um, cause of death. Now, oh, this is not, we're not counting assisted suicide in this, correct? No. It's a totally different thing. Correct. This is people who decide they're going to take their own life for other reasons. Well, they can, they can decide to take their life for health, for reasons. health reasons. It's not assisted. They simply right. they find it. different ways yeah. of doing it themselves. Yeah. And I think one of the other statistics that I think all of the listeners here can understand is that with the different um, addictions that we have, drug addictions, um, the opioids and all of that, many of the deaths that are considered overdoses um, can be masked as those unfortunates who have been fighting you know, addiction for a long time mm. and they're exhausted with it. Mm -hmm. So they're just simply um, taking their life. So... Really, we should be watching addiction because addiction is kind of like a war, could be a warning sign. It's a powerful warning for, sign. It is for this. very powerful. Why did you decide to write this book, Gabriel? And again, the name of the book is Letting Go and Let Love, Survivors of Suicide Loss Healing Handbook. I wrote this, this book because when I was began my healing journey, I found that I wasn't I wasn't finding my the steps to help me get there. Prior to my son Drew taking his life in 2011, uh, he was 41 years old. He had a family, children, um, beautiful wife and home and great job. But I, I say that because those aren't the reasons for living when you are struck with the pain that mental health can take from you and give you um, 24 hours a day. So when he took his life in 2011, I had already um, been guiding people in how to deal with 
pain, either acute or chronic illnesses. So you work as a, as a nurse? Uh, well, I am an RN, that's right. But uh, more um, more beyond being as a nurse, I, I was coming in contact with a lot of people who needed some steps to help cope with um, some of the problems that they face in life, the stressors, and there's a lot of people who have lost their jobs, and this is great stressors, so they're no longer in the workforce, or they have an, um, an injury or an illness that stresses them all the time, mm-hmm. and as many, um, as happens very often, is that they would come to me and they say, you know, I understand you have a program that would kind of help me, I'm on medication, um, I'm seeing a physician, I'm being covered on all those bases with counseling and everything else, but you know what, I leave all of those places, my group therapies or whatever, and I'm not necessarily prepared for going out into the work, you know, um, to the, the regular um Outdoors, I leave my home and I'm suddenly in a in a grocery store, or I'm faced with someone asking me questions, and I need tools for that. So I had designed a program to help people with it's amazing. that. Amazing, having no idea that you'd be using that yourself. That is what happened. Yeah, that, that is exactly that, what happened. Yeah, that's the really hit the amazing. Road. However. Don't you think because of your background as a nurse and because you were already helping people with this, it had to, it must have been a little bit easier or helped you. If you hadn't had any tools like that, it might have been even more difficult. What do you think? I totally agree. I I didn't have that first step. I I had nothing to grab on to. And I stepped back one day after Drew passed, and I said to myself, I need, I need to take these steps that I told other people would work for them. And Why them. can't they work for me? Yeah. And that's when I started using them formally for myself. It was, that was before I wrote the book. I wrote mm-hmm. the book as a result of making sure that these steps made a huge difference in my so health. So you practiced them really before you put them on paper, before you wrote the book. I did. I did. Yeah. I yeah. saw them in my clients working, but I said, this is a different kind of loss. Will this work mm, Will this work for something as yeah. huge as suicide? And it did for you. It did for me, yes. It did. It did. Yeah. Which is really incredible. All right, we have a couple of minutes before the first break, so let's take a look at what you would say would be the first thing that you would suggest to people. Now, I know you have seven steps, but you also have ten things that will help a survivor of suicide loss or any loss. Uh, Well, let me, yeah, this is what I'd like to talk about, those ten things. Um, when, When people have lost someone to suicide, you have this period of time in which you are you are really kind of floating out there and trying to get your get your ground and often because of the topic of suicide as we know as the world probably knows this is not a topic that just comes up easily and when it does come up it's very difficult to continue those conversations so people are are afraid of it they don't know what to say to it and I found this over and over again, Patricia, when I was in, in the community, um, I would have people say to me, well, gee, how is your son Drew doing? You know, how are your children? And they would be people that had not learned about his, my loss, his And what death. would you say to them? 
I would be upfront. That was part of my healing was to say, I lost my son, Drew, in 2011, and he took his own life. Now, and what kind of expression or reactions do you get from people when you say that to them? Well, it, I got some pretty difficult reactions, and I got ones that I wasn't even expecting in the compassionate way. Predominantly, it was the discomfort, and I think everyone can understand that. It's In the 1970s, you would not say the word, and as it progressed, you, you could people would start to say You'd the say, word. You'd say, I lost my son, but you wouldn't say right. the suicide. He was ill. Right. But what I did find was that there were, there were certain things that really helped me when I was having this conversation or when individuals would speak to me about what we were dealing with here in suicide. And one of the first things I would recommend is when you're, when you're caught as a person who is not experiencing, has not experienced suicide, look the suicide, the survivor of suicide loss directly in the eye. It, it's so comforting to know that you're not avoiding my, you're not avoiding my eyes when I have to tell you some of the hardest yeah. things that I have to tell you is look me All in right. the eyes. Well, we're going to continue more with this right after the break. We have Gabriel on with us for the whole hour. My guest is Gabriel Doucette. Her book is Let Go and Let Love, Survivors of Suicide Loss Healing Handbook. Gabrielle is a registered nurse, and she's a mother who lost her son to suicide. So we're talking about steps that you can do to help a survivor of suicide loss or of any loss. And the first one we just talked about was looking the survivor directly in the eyes. There are nine more, and we have more to come right here on The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. 
Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show well hello everyone and welcome back welcome back to the patricia raskin show we are talking about surviving loss specifically surviving suicide loss, but it can be any loss. And we all in our lifetime do experience loss, and, and we all have to survive it. My guest is Gabrielle Doucette. She's a registered nurse and a mother who lost her son to suicide. Her book is Let Go and Let Love, Survivors of Suicide Loss Healing Handbook. And she will give survivors of loss and of suicide loss 10 steps of things that you can do to survive the loss. She went through it herself. She was already teaching these steps as a registered nurse to other people who were going through loss before her son took his own life. And then she applied them to her own life after that. And now she's writing and speaking and helping thousands of people. Welcome back, Gabrielle. Thank you, Patricia. Yes, really Good. nice to be here today. Good. So the first step you always you already said in the first segment is look the survivor directly in the eyes. The yes. next step. We're talking. We're talking here, and I must. I. I would like to preface it by saying these. These ten steps came after the book. <clears throat> Excuse me. They were. They were things that I. I began thinking about after the book was out and it's been published with the seven tools for surviving suicide loss, you know, from day to day, day two going forward. But these 10 things are things that anyone who is not a, um, a survivor of suicide loss, when you come up um, to someone who is a survivor of suicide loss, mm-hmm. you might be, you might be um, seeing, meeting these people after they lost someone to suicide and you hadn't seen them for a couple of months or you may have attended um, their memorial service or something like that. These 10 things I was thinking about what would help me, what would have helped me when I was going through those first few months and I would see people and they would come up to me and they would say, "Um, I'm sorry, I I heard about your son Drew. I, I feel so bad and I don't know what to say. And I thought how many times that occurred. And this, and when people would come and, and they would speak to me, this is a very difficult word, suicide. Mm. This is something that everybody, mm. it, it's almost as if suddenly a wall goes up mm. between you and this other person. Mm. And it's not that they don't want to empathize or sympathize or express their compassion. They just don't know what to do. So these 10 things that we began talking about and the first one being looking the survivor directly in the eye is so important because what it tells me is you're not embarrassed to look at me. You're not um, telling me that 
what happened is so difficult that you can't even look at me. So when you would talk to people and tell them this, that your son took his own life, committed suicide, did most of them not look you in the eye or did most of them look you in the eye? They, many, I'd say 50% could not 50. look me in the eye. They, they would look down because it too, was... Too hard to hear. Too hard to hear. Mm-hmm. And, and too hard to make that connection with me as a human being about something they know nothing about. Um, and it's just impossible to consider or to contemplate. And I don't... That's not um, a criticism. It's a natural human reaction. Mm-hmm. So looking someone directly in the eye um, is one of the most important things you can do. Mm-hmm. This, Second thing was telling survivors, you know, that you love them and, and perhaps that you loved the, the loved one that they lost. There was nothing more comforting for me than to have someone say, I loved your son, Drew. And you know what? I love you. Hmm. If they can't, don't know what else to say, this is a perfect thing to say. It, it, it eliminates the need to think of something else. I can stop the conversation right there and be content as a survivor if you, as my friend, said that. So what we're talking about here are things that people in the audience now that are listening, if they have someone that has tragic loss, any tragic loss, but specifically as a suicide loss, how can they help that person in their journey for healing. And one of, the, one of those things is looking them in the eye and saying, I loved your, your loved one. I did. I loved your loved one. Yeah, it's really... It's very important you, well, to feel inclusive. I think when you say that to anyone that you care about, I think it means so much, even if it's not around loss. I think we often don't tell each other those kinds of things. Enough. Enough. And, and we don't often, our, our, own, our own confusion and, and different, you know, um, problems that we have around situations kind of gets in the way. And it's, not, and it's not a bad thing. It's just that we can, as supporters to suicide, people who have lost their uh, loved ones to suicide, we can support them. By, by some simple things. For instance, the third one is if you don't know what to say, tell the survivor that you are without words, but you possess that honest, loving presence and you support them. You know, it's not a hard thing to look at someone and say, I, I don't have the words to tell you about how sad I am for you, but I am right here for you. I am here to support you. Often, that was the one thing I needed to hear. I couldn't ask for help, as many people don't. So I would simply be getting that support without even asking for it. It was a wonderful thing to have people say to me, you know, I don't know what to say to you, but just know I am right here for you. That is. Yep. All right, the next one. If words fail you, touch. Not everybody is comfortable with touching, and I understand that, but I would have to say to you that the thing that got me through so many moments, and I'm not talking about just the first week or the first two weeks, I'm talking about all of those moments in the months past, I just needed someone, someone sometimes to just 
stand at my side, touch shoulder to shoulder, put their hand on my arm. No words were necessary. Often the conversation would turn to the suicide and the circumstances Mm. around it. Mm. And when they simply put their hand on mine, touched my arm, looked me in the eye, I was good. That was part of my healing journey. And I couldn't help but feel it was part of theirs too. I mean, here they are um, with a companion that is going through a very traumatic healing process. Mm -hmm. And they have just helped me do that by not doing anything but touching me. It, mm. it's, it's like miraculous. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's a, this is not the same thing, but it's a parallel story. Um, I went to a wedding, and the, the, one of the partner's uh, father was not present at all. And we had known about this, that the mother was going to be there. But the, but, and we knew that there was a, a breakup and a divorce years ago. But at one point, I said to to the person I said you know if I'm overstepping my bounds please let me know but you know where was the father and here's the response I got you know nobody's come up and asked me that nobody's mentioned it my family's pretty open and father just hasn't been in the picture and quite frankly wanted to come and I didn't want I didn't want my father there and and which I didn't know but now didn't tell me about how the divorce happened didn't go through all the details just said you know, I didn't, I didn't want to hurt my mother. I didn't want to hurt my sister who took it very badly. And so, although he wanted to come, I said no. But the first comment I got was, nobody has come up because everybody skirted it. It's like, you don't discuss it. You don't, father's not there. We don't ask. It's like an infringement. Whereas when I asked, I got, gee, my family's really open. And you're the first person that's asked me and was very forthcoming about it. Right. They were able to talk about this. Right. I mean, didn't tell me the gory details of why it happened. Just said, look, it's been really hard. And because of this, you know, he's 45 minutes away and I don't see him. You're right. That is a parallel story. It is. Our our discomfort with topics that we can't seem to process ourselves, we have a hard time supporting people who are going to. And I also think in this particular community that's very faith-based, I think they teach people that you don't. You don't ever go to those places. You take everything as it is, all the beautiful stuff, but you don't because that's like prying. Exactly. I think it's it's also part of the culture of this particular group of people. I couldn't agree more. And and there's incredible commonalities between what you've just talked Mm. about and what I was experiencing as a survivor of suicide loss. The um, other thing that, I learned. Um, Unfortunately, it was very difficult to learn, uh, but we had people that would, because of their difficulty with suicide itself, they would take to heart that they weren't somehow consulted by the, the loved one who decided to end their life because they were close enough. They felt that they should have had, they should have been one of the the people that could have stopped it or prevented it. And so there's a lot of venting that would take place. And so my advice um, on one of the 10 things that you can do that will help a survivor of suicide loss is please remember, this is not about you. So if you feel the need to vent, Please choose someone other than the survivor to spill any 
any of your mm-hmm. thoughts about it because mm-hmm. it doesn't go well and it's very painful. So if you need to vent, find someone yeah. that you can yeah, like if to. someone had come up to you and said, well, Gabrielle, you know, I knew your son really well and I'm a psychotherapist. How come your son didn't come to me? Exactly. That's this very painful. Very you. painful. And it's a good it just happens, and it can happen very spontaneously. Mm. So I think it's really wise to pass along from me, a survivor of suicide loss, to those who are listening. Here's a good way to support those survivors. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with my guest, Gabrielle Desette, a registered nurse and mother who lost her son to suicide. And we are talking about her book, Let Go and Let Love, Survivors of Suicide Loss Healing Handbook, and she has 10 things that you can do that will help a survivor of suicide loss. If someone's listening to this program or listening to the replay or rebroadcast or podcast of this show, and they would like these 10 steps, can you send them to them? I would be delighted to send how that to they, them. How can they find you? They can go directly to my website, which is www.survivorhealing.com, and Put in, go to the email section and provide me with their email, and I would be delighted to send them any information about the book and and some of the other different blogs that I do, but I would be delighted to send them these 10 things that you can do to help a survivor of suicide loss when you have an open discussion. Mm, which was great. Can people email you as well? I would love to have them email me with their questions or their concerns or discussions. They may be a survivor themselves or they may be close to someone who is a survivor. And if, and if email, I don't know it, I can't imagine I have been through it. Okay. So I can help. And that would be the email? The um, Very good. Thank you so much. That uh, The email would be Gabrielle at Survivor Healing. Dot com. So that's G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E at SurvivorHealing.com. Okay. All right. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We're back with Gabriel Lusset right after the break. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though, so this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. On the morning of August 5, 1962, the world awoke to the shocking news that Marilyn Monroe, one of the biggest icons in Hollywood history, had been found dead. What really happened that night? Join Nina Bosky as she seeks to uncover both the life and tragic death of Marilyn Monroe and what keeps her so popular over 50 years later. Good Night Marilyn Radio, live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show, and I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And my guest for the whole hour is Gabrielle Doucette. She is a registered nurse, healing energy practitioner, author, and mother who lost her son to suicide. Her book is Let Go and Let Love, Survivors of Suicide Loss Healing Handbook. And we are talking about the 10 things that you can do that will help a survivor of suicide loss. So this is somebody, if you are the survivor, if your child or someone very close to you has committed suicide, then these are 10 things other people can do to help you. And we'll also get into seven things that you can do. But these are things that will make it easier for you when you're dealing with people. All right, so welcome back, Gabrielle. Thank you, right. Patricia. And let's just give your website again. So your website is survivorhealing.com. And people can get the book. They can get a copy of your seven tools for survivor healing and your 10 steps uh, that you can do to help a survivor of suicide loss. So the, the website's very rich. There are blogs. So go to the website, survivorhealing.com, and you can email Gabriel from there as well. All right. Let's talk about some other things that you can do that will help a survivor of suicide loss or any loss, not just or suicide. Any loss. any loss. That's exactly right. Okay. And because a lot of loss is tragic. And, and whoever is experiencing loss, it's tragic to them. So there's a healing process that has to go through loss. And I, I will clarify here the difference between what is in, in the book, Let Go and Let Love, are seven tools for how to heal on your journey as a survivor of, of loss. The things that we're talking about right now, these 10 steps, are how other people can help support you in that journey. And they're very common things that happen all the time when you're met up against um, an acquaintance or a friend who has gone through a tragic loss. Mm-hmm. It's often our own personal discomfort that keeps us from supporting the person of loss. So the next one would be, if the survivor of suicide loss wants to talk, be quiet and listen. Because, you know, um, silence is not a bad thing. It's, a, it's, it's like we did one of the steps, um, these 10 things, is that touch is, there's no speaking with the touch. You're simply supporting through touch. And silence is not a bad thing. So 
generally the survivor of suicide loss, they will set the tone about Mm -hmm. what needs to be said, what can be said. And it may be harsh, it may be gentle. You never know. That's another way to support them is you don't have to jump in as as your friend as a friend and sit there and handle the discussion. Let the survivor tell you what will work. And how do you respond to what the survivor's saying? Just listen? Listening is, is really important because what is the survivor is expressing themselves and where they're at in their healing is what ends up coming out of their mouth. I mean, I can remember at times I didn't feel so appropriate in my discussion. Maybe anger was coming through. Maybe fear was coming through. Guilt was coming through. So when someone was talking with me and I started to, you know, change my my conversation because my emotions were starting to take over, the best way somebody helped me was to just listen to me. No judging just let me speak. All right. Um, and that goes along with the next one. It does. Well, you know, a lot of times people wanted to jump right in and walk down memory lane about their association with my son, Drew, and I was not ready to go there. There was a time that I did get ready to go there, but it was me setting the tone about talking, uh, reflecting, reflecting about my life with Drew, reflecting about their life with Drew. Again, it is very connected to the one ahead of it. Let the survivor set the tone. You, It's very easy for you as a supporter to be able to hear that, that so tone. So if the survivor starts to talk about what, what has happened when the child or the whoever was alive, then you can say yes. And here are some things that happen. But if they don't go there, then don't go there. Don't go there because they're not ready to walk down memory lane yet. Okay. Um, Next one. For surviving of suicide loss, we are talking uh, suicide here. Um, as, a, as a person that is communicating with a survivor of suicide loss, please don't be curious and ask questions that everyone will regret. Like, how did it happen? Did what did happen? they do? What, what were the do? last moments like? What kind of drugs did they take? Where did you find them? You don't want to go there, and the survivor never wants to go there again. So this is a time when the survivor will set a tone, but I can almost guarantee you that they won't go to that space because they need to go away from that space. They have to find a way to deal with that space. And in my book, I talk about only day two, which means I am a survivor. I need to heal. We're talking about the next day and going forward. What if the survivor does want to tell you those details, Gabrielle? If the survivor wants to talk about those details and you are a person who, who is in front of them, I need to advise you as a supporter that's not necessarily the best way to support them. So if you cannot listen to something as detailed as maybe the survivor wants to go through, you need to find a way to channel that to another topic because that is for counselors to help them with. That is for professional people So you people might want to, to say, I know how painful this is and I feel a little bit at loss listening, so maybe... 
Um, but any other way I can support you? How can how can I support you? Can I can I come visit you and right. take you for so a walk? In other words, don't if they share those those details of the death, don't comment on them. Just say that's really really painful. How how can I support you and get off of that? Try to move okay. away from it. Okay, very good. And accept humor. Humor's on you know humor on the part of survivor is a very healing thing. I I've never lost my sense of humor it just was kind of in hiatus for about a year and then all of a sudden I realized as I was going through the tools of the book I was getting my 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 rhythm on humor back and even humor um, at the at the very early stages of suicide loss recovery is not a bad thing give us an example though because humor humor is a double edge. Sometimes humor turns into sarcasm. Sometimes humor is a front for something else. So give us, give us an example. Okay. If, if you are supporting a person who has this tremendous loss and the person who is in the loss says something funny about their loved one that they lost or, or the suicide victim, if they say something funny and it's genuine, be a part of it. Allow, laugh with it. If it's funny, it's really funny. And I can, I can remember, uh, you know, in some of the earliest days, I, some of Drew's best friends said, oh my gosh, I remember this time when we got home from high school. This was his best friend. We got home from high school one day and we, we got into a high spot where the train passed underneath us and we hopped on the top of the train and we rode the train to another part of the town. Mm-hmm. And I am I am at a loss as to, didn't even know about this to begin with. And and it was so funny. I said, I can't even imagine my son drawing, riding on the top of a train car. And we laughed until our, we just wept with with humor. And I thought how healing that was. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a, it's a pleasant generous humor that we can live with even when we're in the midst of sadness yeah. and especially that's a little bit dangerous to do oh my god you survived that right i know yeah. you survived that that's yeah. perfect yeah. <laughs> and lastly please remember the survivor long after everyone has gone home you know their pain and isolation does continue and it remains and sometimes for years so one of the most wonderful things that you can do to help a survivor is to give them a call, send them a card, say, I'm thinking about you. Uh, you have, um, if you have some time, can we spend it together? I'd love to take a walk with you. Yeah. Be there for the person. Be there for them. Yeah, I think, I think that's so true. And even if you're not survive, you know, surviving that kind of loss, I think many people you know, who don't have family or who are more alone, Need that kind of support. They do. Well, we all do. We all need people in our lives. And, and we need people that, you know, are truly have our best interest yes. at heart, not their own. Absolutely. Otherwise, it makes it worse. It, it does. Yeah. We, compassion yeah. kind of falls out of that, you know. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Tell us again how people can get the book. And we're going to have one more segment after this, which will be seven tools for survivor healing for yourself. But before we go to break... Tell us again how people can get the book and write to you and get some of your tips. Absolutely. My website is 
um, www.survivorhealing.com. And on that website, it has um, a way to sign up and be on my email list. Or you can contact me because you maybe have questions about some of the things we're talking about today. Or perhaps you've got um, a survivor, you are a survivor of suicide or tragic loss. And you have some questions that I might be able to help with since this is a personal experience I'm speaking from and not one um, that I'm thinking about. It's one I have gone through. So you can contact me through my email, which is Gabrielle at survivorhealing.com and you can get get right to that at my website. On that website also are some great blogs that have talked about all some a lot of these steps from the book, which I do believe we're gonna list those out when we come back. And they can buy the book right from the website if they like, or they can go to Amazon.com. And again the book is Let Go and Let Love. Survivors of Suicide Loss Healing Handbook, and it truly is a healing handbook. Right. Not just for survivors of suicide loss. No. It can be any loss. Any loss. Tragic right. loss. Okay. The, these steps work with okay. all loss. All right, and, and it's Gabrielle, Gabrielle, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E. That's correct. At SurvivorHealing.com. Okay, and you are going to be speaking in 2016 in September I am. I'm going to be in Missouri um, in September 21st through the 24th of this year, 2016. I am going to be speaking at, at the Holos University in Lee's Summit, Missouri. This particular um, conference is an international society in which they study of um, subtle energies and energy medicine. So it's a combination of medicine and um, excuse me, science and healing. So science and healing and spirit. And uh, this year's theme is heart to heart, transformation, illumination, and radiance. And I will be speaking there. It's wonderful. All right. And when we come back, Gabrielle is going to give us seven tools for survivor healing. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Show. My guest is Gabrielle Doucette, a registered nurse, healing energy practitioner, author, and mother who lost her son to suicide. Her book is Let Go and Let Love, Survivors of Suicide Loss Healing Handbook. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well, maybe there's a little more to that saying. But when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune into Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging, marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increased margins. Listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. 
Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Tired of lackluster results with your marketing? Craving more leads in your business? Tune into the Mojo Marketing Edge with the team behind Mojo Global Marketing, Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez. Winners of the Marketer of the Year, they will show you how to generate daily leads, build databases of raving fans, and close deals faster than ever before. See what's hot right now and how you can tap into it to generate an endless supply of customers and clients. The Mojo Marketing Edge can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to the Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back. Welcome back to the Patricia Raskin Show. And my guest for the entire hour is Gabriel Doucette. And Gabriel Doucette is a registered nurse, and she's a mother. She's an energy healing practitioner. She lost her son to suicide, and she decided to take a heartbreaking outcome and turn it into a positive healing process. Her book is Let Go and Let Love, Survivors of Suicide Lost Healing Handbook. And now in our last segment of this program today... Uh, Gabriel's going to talk about seven tools that you can do for yourself to heal. The ten tools we talked about were things that other people can do to help you. Now we're talking about what you can do for yourself. Welcome back, Gabriel. Go ahead. Thank you so much, Patricia. When I, I wrote this book because it was my desire to, it was my passion to be able to help people uh, surviving loss that has affected their life and particularly their health. Because what I, you know, what I have really learned is that your, your loss is impacting your life in such a degree that it's affecting your body. So as an RN, there's that part of me that wants to take the medical part and overlay it on these steps that you can do to keep yourself healthy. I met many people who were survivors of loss and they're not healthy because they carry many, many parts of their emotional um, affect that has affected their body in negative ways. So I decided that I was going to stay healthy and still heal. And so that's where these seven tools have come in. And they're not a surprise to anybody that hears them. But what it is is that we just don't think about them. So the first tool that I have put in the book, and that is the most important tool of all, but that's why it's listed first, is intention. And with intention, this is a very simple statement in words that captures captures what you want to have or become or to be. And this is a desire that you're working on, but you've not yet worked it out. And it's a minute step that you create for yourself that helps you on your pathway forward. Let me give you an example of that. This is a very difficult tool to understand, but once you get it, you're good. 
And that is, let's say, for instance, your loss is a suicide loss. And so that every single day you are facing guilt. And this is a guilt is a common uh, reaction to being a survivor of suicide loss. We all say, there must have been something I could have done. I should have. I I could have done this. I could have done that. In In my case, it was. Guilt was a very strong feeling on my part on a day-to-day basis. So my intention, which is a very small statement about how I can move forward, even a, a minute step that's measurable, was that every single day for the morning, for a couple of hours, I am in a guilt-free zone. And if I had guilty thoughts that would be coming in my you know, through my head, I would say, this is my guilt-free zone time. And it's, it's an intention that you are setting for yourself that is accomplishable, but it doesn't involve muscles. It's not as if you're doing something physical. What you're doing is you're doing something, a mental opportunity that you can step forward and heal. And for me, it was Every single morning for two hours, I would be in a guilt-free place. I would not think about what Mm -hmm. I should have done. Mm -hmm. And soon it began being many hours during the day. And then it began every single day. I stopped having guilty feelings. All right. Deep breathing. Deep breathing is simply by breathing deeply and not breathing shallow. 90% of us only breathe shallow. And when you're in stress... If you take a deep breath from the belly, you are going to get all the oxygen to all your organs and your brain that you need to have. And when you're under stress, stopping and deep breathing is the best way to go. Gratitude and appreciation. Many people feel that when they've lost something tragic, they don't have a lot of gratitude, place for gratitude and appreciation in their life. So if you can find one small thing every hour to be grateful for it, even if it's a good parking spot, Patricia, absolutely. You say, I am grateful for that parking spot. It's incredible. And pretty soon you are finding many things to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. It changes 180 degrees how you feel about your day. Number four, silence. We need to have more silence in our life. Everything is bombarding us from the outside in. We have to learn to be silent and allow that voice within us to speak. The fifth one is allowing and zero judgment. Allowing is done two ways. I allow you to think the way you want to think, and I don't have to accept it. I don't have to believe how you do, and you don't have to believe how I do. And there's no there's no guilt associated with that. I allow you to think what you like to think. That's hard, though, if someone says something that upsets you or hurts your feelings. It does, and this is where allowing is such a release. I simply say... Thank you for sharing, basically. And let it go. And let it go. You manifest what you think is number six. What I think and say is what I get. And this is better known as the law of attraction. And I have to tell you, I live by the law of attraction. And it works for you. It works every Every single minute of the day. Mm. What I think and say is what I get. So I have no negativity. And lastly is being in the now moment. We are not in the now moment very often. We think what we haven't done, and we are also thinking what we need to do. When I say you're in the now moment, 
um, somebody, somebody, her name is Erin, she wrote a great article, and she says, think about where your feet are right now, that's freedom. And if I'm thinking about my feet, I'm not thinking about what that check mm-hmm. I haven't written. Mm-hmm. So being in the now moment is very releasing. All right, let's just repeat these seven tools for survivor healing. Intention. Intention. Intention, deep breathing, gratitude and appreciation, silence, meditation and meditation and release, allowing with no judgment, you manifest what you think and be in the now moment. Mm. And each chapter will tell you how to do this. It will tell you the exercises to get you there and it will tell you why it's so important. If you go to www.survivorhealing.com you will see all of the information about my book where you can buy it where you can get it and more importantly if you've had loss in your life these seven steps are going to be the best thing in the world to help get you through that healing okay. journey and they can write to you Gabriel, they can g a b r i e l l e at survivorhealing.com and you're giving an upcoming workshop on September twenty first, two thousand sixteen, um, at in in Lee's Summit, Missouri. Okay, and people can write to you and learn more about that about healing because you also do energy medicine healing I along do. with your work as a nurse. I'd love to hear from you. This is wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the program. Oh, it's Gabriel. been my pleasure. It's Thank been you really for wonderful. having me. Gabriel Doucette, her book is Let Go and Let Love, Survivors of Suicide Loss Healing Handbook. Log on to SurvivorHealing.com. Write to her, Gabrielle, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E, at SurvivorHealing.com. Remember, folks, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin. Write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.